Welcome back to the show, guys. I am very excited to share this interview with you today. We're talking to Zoe from Zebrafish Digital Media, based in Geelong, Victoria. Now, this interview was also recorded quite some time ago, and Zoe has continued to grow her business since we recorded this interview, but it's super important that I share it with you because it really is based around a very important topic at the moment, which is video marketing. So Zoe's business is based around helping people improve their business's marketing by leveraging video. And she does that really well for clients in Victoria. And uh, it was awesome to chat to her and how she started the business, why she started the business, and how people can just get more confident with using video marketing in their business. So before we jump into the show, I'd like to try something a little bit different today, guys. If you're listening to this interview or any of the shows in the Open for Business podcast and audio, simply take a screenshot on your phone of the podcast playing through your podcast app. Then use that as an image to upload to your Instagram story and tag me at Anthony G. Murphy and leave a question. So if you've got any questions at all, I'd love you to take a screenshot of you listening to the episode upload it to Instagram stories, tag me at Anthony G. Murphy and leave your question. And uh, I will be able to answer that for you over on Instagram. So let's try that a little something different. And uh, if you do have any questions about any of the shows, then feel free to do that. All right, let's jump straight into this episode with Zoe. I hope you enjoy. Zoe from Zebrafish Digital Media, thanks very much for jumping on the show. Thank you for having me, Anthony. Awesome. Now, we were just talking before we hit record about uh, how hot it is at the moment. We're <coughs> recording this show at the start of January, so we're in the Australian summer, and well, uh, uh, yes, it's we're going to be you. pushing 40 <laughs> degrees today. What about you? Oh, I'm in my office, which is why I love it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm in my beautiful air-conditioned um, co-working space office, so Sounds great. it's not super, super hot but I'm going to enjoy going home later today where it will be very hot, but that's all right. <laughs> you, it's all right. You're going to enjoy that, are you? No, I'm not, but <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive, Are you a, war- are you a warm weather person or a cold, cold weather? Oh, mate, I go, I would want to, I've been to Iceland this year, or so last year. I went to Iceland. Iceland on my own volition. I love cold weather. Nice. Hot weather is not my thing. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, was, I was born in, in December, so I've always been a bit of a Bit of a summer nut, but um, <laughs> it, it is good when the weather cools down a bit because 40 plus degrees does get a bit much after a while. Yeah, especially when, when you're in a car or when you're outside or anywhere that's been touched for the sun for more than like five minutes, you're going to burn. Exactly, exactly. Hey, all right, let's get stuck straight into the show. Um, yes. We're going to start off the first question that I ask all our guests, and that is, what did you always want to be when you grew up? Well, it actually changed a fair bit. When I was really young, I wanted to be a vet because I liked animals. And then I realized okay. what vet, then I realized what vets do. So no, um, for a Th- while they do some pretty uh, <laughs> they do some pretty out there things. Yes, and then I wanted to be an actor because mainly I've always wanted to have fun in my life, and to have fun means having an interesting job. So I'd always see these actors doing crazy things, but they have, were having fun while doing it. They were doing interesting new things every day. So that's yeah. something I wanted to do. And then I realized after a while. It just wasn't something that I wanted to do. <laughs> Couldn't see it becoming a career? No, not really. An, um, obviously, for someone probably of my age and your age as well, our 
careers aren't going to be stable. And like on a par of stability, acting just became a lot less stable. Like I can do it, but I just discovered that I didn't really want to do it as much as um, after I took a lot, a lot of lessons in it and I did a lot of effort <laughs> in putting into, into acting. And then okay. it became obvious that it's just like, yeah, nah. So were you, you're doing a few plays or some, you know, some movies or yes, did it so, get that so far? I, yeah, um, I'd done a few um, plays, small stuff, and then I'd done a few acting gigs on uh, a few different shows and a few different sh- um, short films, which were fine. But okay. it just became obvious that, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> so where did you go to from after acting? After acting, I was already making my own films from about age five. So um, I, would or- I was already understanding of cameras, how they worked, and um, what did I wanted to do with that. So I went um, into studying for screen and media because it had that ability to veer off into different industries. And originally I wanted to work in the film industry because that looked like a lot of fun. Okay. And then I discovered it, take a, it took a minimum of like three years to make a movie. And yeah. Then, and I realized- That's a big process. Yeah, nah. And then I thought, okay, I want to go into TV because maybe you might spend, you know, a year or two on one project, but you come up with like a minimum of three episodes or 16 episodes or 24 episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a long process too. <laughs> so I wanted to be in the industry of creating content and creating media, but it took me but a while. just making f- a little bit more snappy. <laughs> a, lo- a, a hell of a lot more snappy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yes, just the idea of spending more than like two months on the same project bores me to tears. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Working on, working on one project for several years would uh, take a lot of patience, I reckon. Yes, and even though I have like day-to-day patience, a lot of people say I have day-to-day patience, you know, in a, like waiting in a line or waiting for something to happen in front of you. I have that type yes. of patience, but not long-term patience. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. not one for long-term patience. Like when I was in high school, I wanted to get out of there so quickly because I hate high school, but also I just found it so boring. You would do the same thing every day and nothing would change. Didn't push the boundaries enough for you? No, no, and it just bored me to tears most of the time. <laughs> Yeah. I'm using that phrase a lot lately. Is that what led to Zebrafish? Yes. Yeah. Um, I had, it took me a while to stumble onto this idea of social content or short form content because it was more of a thing that you see, you know, the BuzzFeeds and the PBS of the world doing and you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's out there. Mm -hmm. And then I realized it's something that I can do. It's something that I'm capable of and it's something that I've gotten quite good at after, you know, doing it for many years now. How long was the, the screen and media course? So the screen and media course um, was a cert for diploma and advanced diploma. Technically, it should take about three to four years, but I okay. didn't. I did it in under two because as, well, as I've already said to you, I get bored really easily and they were like, Is, cool, do the work. Did you enjoy that? Would you recommend um, anybody that's interested in, in film and media and that sort of thing? Is that a good course that you'd recommend? I would recommend um, that be something that someone do just so you have that groundwork behind you because you don't have to go to film school. You don't have to go to university or TAFE to learn these things. You can do it on the job, but it helps having that introduction in a learned environment, in a structured environment, as opposed to just, oh, I can learn how to do this on a film set. 
No, yes. on a on a film yeah. set, you'll be running and getting people coffees for a majority of the time. But when you're, a, when you're in a when you're in a when you're in a structured environment, and especially one where I was in, where I went to a, a place in Brunswick, where it was a fairly small school, so I could get away with doing um, an advanced diploma, which is about two years worth of work in under um, nine months. So okay. yeah. I, I got away with doing that um, because. Well, my work ethic is quite high, so the the ability to turn things over quite quickly at a good at a good standard at a good rate was something that I yeah. always strived for. Yeah, so it is about having that uh, that knowledge base, I suppose, um, rather than trying to do it all on the fly. Having that sound knowledge base and then going from there. Yes, and it also helps when um, communi- you learn to communicate with other people, and a lot of people find that quite interesting. That you learn, yes, you go to school to learn, you know, the basics, and as most people can attest to, you don't learn anything in school, but you learn how to communicate with other people. You learn how yes. to quickly and easily convey what you want to people that you may not like or know. Yes, um, yep. And that becomes a nice set, a nice barrier for you to work on through those years or months or whatever you use, whatever training course you go into, instead yep. of just doing everything online, which, again, is not a bad thing. You learn the knowledge, but you don't mm-hmm. learn how to communicate. That's right. So those. Those, uh, those people skills which become very, very important. Hey, so uh, let's dive in for everybody listening. If they, uh, if they don't know what Zebrafish Digital Media is or what you do or where you're based, um, tell us a bit about the business. So um, Zebrafish Digital Media is a social content or video uh, content business. Uh, we create, we are based in Geelong and we cater to the Geelong, Golden Plains, Ballerine and Torquay area. Quite a big stretch, but... Um, nice country. Yes, very pretty when mm. it's nice and green, not That's dry. It. <laughs> <laughs> so we create content for small businesses because video content, as many people in our industry know, is becoming the biggest thing. A lot of people are yep. becoming lazy and not against their own, well, not a bad thing, but many people are becoming lazy and prefer to have things read to them or explained to them via video as opposed to reading it. So yes. I work with a lot of small to medium businesses in the area to help boost their um, social platform and mainly boost their trust level with um, you know, people that follow them, people that like them. People are surprised what social media actually does. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way conversation that you have with potential clients and clients that are already yours. Exactly. And uh, the best way to push that trust, to show that trust to them is to create content or create engaging things that are either educational or entertaining. Usually that's the best way to start off with before jumping into advertising or branding. But you start with those two type of themes because if you give someone something for free and they're already either bought from you or it's more of a gift from you to them, then they feel a lot more trustworthy of you and your brand. Because as small businesses know, it's yes, there's one person working behind the counter, but the business is a whole ideology. Mm. And for for one person, for a single customer or a family, what have you, to trust a brand is a bigger step than just trusting another person. Like you mentioned, um, giving something away for free, uh, making it entertaining, especially like initially before you start pushing sales or advertising. Yeah. But I think that also works in gaining people's attention too when it's when it's entertaining or it's eye-catching it grabs people's attention more than you know more than an ad or a sales pitch um because collectively i think as time goes on we as humans we're we're getting uh, we're able to filter it a lot more like we we can see something when it's 
an ad or when something's going to be pushed on us. And especially with social media on a, a mobile device, we can just scroll straight past that. But when something is entertaining or it's being given to you without strings attached, that that does gain our attention and that's when you can start that relationship. Does Do you agree with that? Yes, I entirely agree with that. And it's also... Some people are a bit wary when you give things away for free, but obviously in this modern age, especially at the moment, giving away um, workbooks, giving away um, helpful ideas, things that can help improve people for just Mm. an email address is the biggest thing at the moment for at least the area I'm working with. Okay. People are quite okay with giving you their email address if you're going to give them a step-by-step guide on how to do something that they're having a problem with. Exactly. It's fi- it's fixing someone's problem. And you also have their contact details to then contact them in the future and say, hey, you were interested in solving this problem. I'm asking, you know, I'm wondering how did you go with that? Um, did you end up fixing your problem? Do you require yeah. any help? Feel free to contact me. Because Perfect. it's that type of marketing that is now a more organic way of doing it than just blanket everyone and say, hey, this is your problem. This is what you need to fix it. Contact me now. It's mm-hmm. more of a two-way conversation of here is something of me helping you. Yes. And then if you need any help, if you want to contact me, if you want to further this conversation, then you contact me. It's not yep. just a case of people cold calling, which I absolutely hate and did not enjoy that job for the two we- two days that I had it. <laughs> two days, hey? <laughs> oh, I lasted like two full days of cold calling and well, that worked did out well. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think the cold calling is something I'd ever get into. Where did the cold calling come into it? Was that? Oh, no, that was, it was in a case of I had uh, finished uni and starting the yeah. business was, again, I started Zebrafish under another name when I was about 14. So I've okay. always had a business in the background, but it's always been a sideline to high school, to university, to my internship. It's always been on the sidelines. And then um, at the start of 2015, it also started start 2016 really it really became its own business and it's been working quite well from there but um with the cold calling that was just one of the jobs that I was trying to find because obviously when you're student you're poor and That's I was right, trying to cash. yeah and I was trying to find some sort of cash and some sort of revenue and I tried my hand at a whole bunch of different things and for some for some while some of the things stuck like in hospitality I don't know how I was a terrible waitress I got um, I, yeah, it, my mood with the customers depended entirely on how they treated me, which <laughs> as you can guess is not the best uh, way to go about it, but, um, yeah, nah. You started, well, it wasn't Zebrafish at the time, but you started with the business when you were 14. So is that, is it something that, have you always sort of had that entrepreneurial spirit or that, that business owner spirit, obviously starting at such a young age, what, what was the business like back then? What did you start doing originally when you were 14? So when I was 14, um, still being in high school, I was fairly proficient at Photoshop and um, creating movies for myself and for friends and for school. And I wanted to somewhat step up and give myself some room to move in regards to the industry that I was looking to get into, which at the time I didn't know what. So I just offered my services to create logos and do plenty of different things. But the reason I started that was to mainly legitimize the work I was doing. Originally, Mm -hmm. it was just to legitimize to say, hey, this is part of a studio. This is part of a business. Yeah. And as a 14-year-old trying to get into a world of, you know, 30 and 40-year-olds, and I'm like, yep, there is a business behind me. Therefore, you should respect me. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. And at the moment, that's still a case of I run my own business 
And I still get a lot of case of, oh, you're just a 22-year-old. Why should we believe or trust you? It's like, well, I started my business when I was 14. My business is, has been running longer than yours. That's right. And <laughs> especially like in the area that you're in, um, just because someone you know, might be 40 or 45 years old and running a business doing a similar thing, it's it's the generational like changes like i mean the internet's only been around for so long social media's only been around for so long and people in our generation gen x it's sort of always been around for us it's something that we've grown up with natively whereas for older generations baby boomers it's not so much it's something that they've had to adapt and, and learn later on in life so i think in in these particular industries and in these areas, people can be really young, and and we see it all the time. You, I mean, you're a perfect example yourself of being someone that's 18 running their own business in an area um, that you know you've always been familiar with. So you can be just as knowledgeable and have the even better skills than someone who might be have been in business for 20 or 30 years. So yeah, you can't necessarily look down at your nose at someone and say, "Oh, you're only 18." You know, what do you know? Because oftentimes, you know. A lot. Yes, and a lot of my clients are in that baby boomer stage where they are not tiptoeing into social media, but they know it's something that they need to do for their client base or their target market base. And yes. I just talk to plenty of ba- um, baby boomers and Gen Xs, but Gen Xs usually have a better understanding of where they need to be. But with yeah. baby boomers, it's a case of, okay, what do you want to do and how do you want to do it? And I'm here yeah. to help you. It's not just a case of, I want your money. I'm here to help you. That's the main thing that you want to push. Exactly, yeah. And it is about their help because, yeah, they, they, they don't understand it as much and they mightn't be as tech savvy, so they do actually need that, that hands-on help, not just being you know, given a, a procedure or given a plan and saying, okay, go from there, you know, do it yourself. Yeah, and that's why in my business, to, as a point of difference, especially in Geelong and the area that I'm in, I actually schedule and post things for my clients. So um, a lot of businesses don't have a whole lot of time on their hands and social media, especially for a lot of baby boomers, is just another thing to add to their list. Exactly. And because obviously a lot of their customers are on there, but they have no time to do the work for it. So then they just hire me and then I create the content for them. They say yes or no, and I schedule it or post it on behalf of them. Yep. So it works. And because um, I've been in the industry for so long, I know the tips and tricks on how to get people to pay attention or the correct proceed the procedures now i'm putting bunny ears on this procedures on how to um post effectively and correctly yeah so that's and that's the main point of difference that i have to a lot of other businesses in in geelong that may or may not do the same thing as me yes yep so yeah it's a a lot of people that they've even like got down their knees and said thank you (laughs) obviously they would use a lot more colorful language than that but they pretty much say this is not me please do it for me please (laughs) i'm like cool cool let me let me just they're good on the responsive they're good on responding to messages responding to comments all that type of stuff they're really good at that which i'm really helpful and really thankful that they are but it's Mm -hmm. just getting the content out there they're just like yeah nah yeah that's right (laughs) you're solving a real problem that's the thing solving problems and serving people that's what we do that's it that's it. So for anybody listening in who may be in that uh, in that space where they do want some help with their social media, with, with media creation, content creation, what, what are the particular services that you can offer them? So if I was to call up um, Zebrafish and I want some help with my social media, I need some content created, what are the, what are the types of things that you do um, and what sort of fits into the, the Zebrafish boundaries? 
So what we usually do is we are primarily a video-based um, business because okay. um, that's yep. my background and that's the new thing that everyone wants and needs for Perfect. their social media. So usually we break it down into a few things. We have a lot of retainer clients. So um, retainer for people that don't know is when you're on a um, continuous basis. So it's not just a case of one job, that's it. It's a continual job of um, creating, for, at least for our instance, creating um, you know a certain amount of content per month and you pay for that content, but it's consistent yep. and yep. we create multiple pieces of content for you, which is always what you need. You always need more than one piece of content to um, engage your audience. So we do um, retainerships of what are known as mini campaigns, small campaigns and large campaigns. So mm-hmm. a mini campaign is like a minute video with an what is known as image post either side. So an image post is an image that relates to the sale, promotion, product, service that you're trying to push at that time. And you have that either side of the video and then the video being the main thing that you push. So you share that to groups, you share that to your followers to gain interest and to gain spark. So that's usually one Say that's a, that's a mini campaign where it's just really small, really easy, and it's a good starting point. And that's yep. usually where we start off with. And then a, a small campaign usually involves about two videos, about one minute 30 each. And again, this also includes animation. So it depends on how confident the business owner is in getting in front of the camera because yep. there's a lot of business owners who aren't, and that is fine. So we usually put on them on the animation route if they are feel like they don't want to be in front of the camera, but they also need to represent their business because you can't get an actor to do everything. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'm digressing. So um, small campaign. Again, we've got images either side of the videos to um, interest and spark interest in your brand before yep. the videos come out. And again, Beautiful. you need more than one piece of content to gain people's interest and to make it clear to people that, hey, we are providing a service or product for you and only you. So this yes. is the stuff that we need to show. And then a larger Excellent. campaign, again, is more videos or more images around the same topic, but they are nice, digestible. Most of the time at the moment, a lot of people on, especially Facebook and Instagram, prefer about the 35-second mark is okay. usually, at least for the local area of Geelong and the places that I cater to, usually the 35-second mark of a video is best. Because yes. that's what mostly people usually like to hold on to, which is not great, but all do. Attention but spans. You, <laughs> yeah, attention spans are great. Um, getting shorter. But if you keep those short videos in there, you can have one message per video. That is great. That's what you need. And if you have more messages to give out, more videos. More videos. Not, not because it costs more, but because that's the best way to get it across to your audience. Yep. And especially if you leave time for a call to action at the end of you know, contact us, you know, here is a free downloadable, all we need is an Mm. email or something along those lines. That is mainly what we cater to. Um, We also are working into workshops this year, which is what I'm working on now, um, to help people boost their social media for their own. So instead of contacting someone like me to do the work for them, that you can do it yourself, it's not going to be as professional, obviously. Um, I give workshops to people like that who are interested in boosting their own social media, but they don't know how to do it or what the right procedures are. Fantastic. I think there's, um, I was at a digital, uh, yeah, a marketing uh, conference uh, uh, late last year, and it was all about the, the speaker was talking, was trying to fit everything into like this two hour presentation, but discussing everything from branding to SEO to buyer personas to social media. 
and no, it's not easy. <laughs> no, it, it's very, very involved. But I mean, that's marketing as a whole. But these, the people that were there, like the twelve to thirteen people that were sitting there, were all hands-on small business owners, and none of it was making any sense to them. Like they don't have time to learn all that. I mean, all that sort of stuff, if they're going to get involved with that, they're going to hire a digital marketer to look after it for them. But I think in in your case, what you're doing with the workshops is fantastic because social media has got to the stage where um, platforms like Instagram, Instagram stories, Snapchat, you know, some Facebook video, the platforms allow things to be so quick and easy that with a little bit of training with um, a workshop or two like what you're putting on, the the business owner that is flat out working in their business most of the time, um, they if they do know that, hey, you can just open up Snapchat or you can open up Instagram, you can take you know some behind the scenes footage, you know that content creation during the day that only takes you know ten seconds to make a Snapchat video, I think you know that could really help a lot of people because it doesn't have to be highly detailed. Um, so you're catering to both sides of the market there, where you're creating the video and the animation and things that they don't have the skills in, they don't have the time for. But then also providing a workshop to help instruct them on, hey, here's ways that you can create some content yourself, which is raw, it's natural, it's you, it's behind the scenes, and it gains people's attention. So you you really are tackling both sides there, and I think that's that's a great mix. And that's what um, a lot of businesses need is just that push to be able to say that you don't have to be BuzzFeed. You do not have to be BuzzFeed. You have exactly. the ability to create your own engaging content that people follow you for a reason. People like your Facebook page. People, you know, follow you on Instagram or what mm. have you. They do it for a reason. Either they know who you are, they like who you are, or they like what you stand for. So if you can show that to them on a regular basis that, hey, again, you don't have to sell all the time, but you can always say that, hey, I'm here it's, uh, I'm here for you it, if you need me. I'm going to be right on your feed. Exactly. And, and it just comes back to that storytelling. I think with social media – a lot of business owners these days, they do use it for that that sales and advertising push. Whereas just going back to more pure marketing and storytelling and just putting your brand out there is is more powerful oftentimes than, than pushing sales or advertising. It's, you know, we love stories. Like we, we watch movies and we have Netflix and, you know, whatever's, you know, the, the latest news, the latest and greatest, it's all, all revolves back to storytelling and communication. So, just, just creating that content and documenting it more than trying to create something specifically, just documenting your day-to-day can be really powerful. Yes, and that's what we also um, say at the workshops is just to showcase that to people who follow you. Perfect, perfect. Hey, let's talk about Zebrafish a little bit more in regards to digital marketing and social media. So, I mean, yes. it's, it's, a pretty, uh, it's a pretty obvious question, but how important is digital marketing and social media for your business? When doing my own, um, because I'm reaching the same people day to day, it doesn't always work. But when you try something new, when you try and branch out, like at the moment I'm doing a, um, I'm trying to collaborate with other businesses, not to sale, not to be salesy, but to collaborate with them to reach new audiences of people who may not even need, know that they need my services, where yes. they just yeah. feel like a lot of businesses who are told by younger their you know siblings or their um children that they mm-hmm. need to be on social media but they have no idea what, how to do it what to do or exactly where to what start. the correct or where to start so yeah. having 
you know, a business like mine where it's just a case of if you need a question asked, you ask a question and I will answer it for you. You become that trusted source. You become that authority in that space for people to contact you. And that's mainly what people should be striving for when you're in a – um, an ever-changing industry like like ours is to become the authority in mm-hmm. some way or another. Like, for example, our aim at Zebrafish is to become the authority in video marketing for my region. Like, I'm Perfect. not planning to take over Australia. I'm not planning to take over the world. But I want that ability to say to, ha- to people that, hey, if you need help, we are there for you. We are not pushing you. We are there for you. Exactly. You're the, you're the local go-to. Yeah. Beautiful. What's um what's involved in like the day to day for your business? What sort of things do you get up to? What does it what does a day look like? Um, a day for my business is a lot of emails, um, a lot of emails, and creating what I like to call pop content. So something that literally takes me about five minutes to do um, for a client that say for example they want to um, they want to thank some a client. For example, they, um, I've been doing these a lot lately where they want to thank a client, but they have, um, they just don't want to send them a, you know, an email or a couple of sentences of like, Hey, yep. thanks yep. for purchasing from us. Um, so I, I, I've done this every now and again for the past couple of weeks, which is where we cl- create pop content. So they literally send me a video from their phone. I edit together with a few titles and a few different things. And then they just put it in their emails to thank their, um, clients who have paid, who, awesome who have, idea. obviously who have paid. So yeah. there's a lot of pop content where it looks nice and professional, even though it's um, recorded on a phone. But because it takes me five to ten minutes to do, I just put that in the retainership that people usually pay me, and it's just okay. Like okay, it's not um, strictly in the retainership that you yep. um, have signed up for, but yep. it's not going to take me too long, and it's going to do wonders for your business. So that's Perfect. what we do. Um, awesome. And then usually it's after that, it's either working on the project that I'm cu- – a major project, like I said, those large or small campaigns um, yep. or the one that I'm currently working on or like today, I'm talking to you. Excellent. <laughs> or Lots of variety. Ma- lots of variety. Lots of variety. And that's why I enjoy this job because it is fun. That's the main li- – life is long. People, if people say life is short, they're not living it right. It's mm. life is long, long yep. and very, very tedious. And if you That's can right. come to work every day and actually have fun and enjoy yourself, uh, there's, no, there's no more I can ask for. No, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So uh, it'd be silly for me to ask you if there's anything else you'd rather be doing. <laughs> um, probably not. Um, um, yeah, I can't actually think of something else I'd rather be doing. Maybe sleeping, but I think that would be... <laughs> I just, oh, we'd like, all love I, some more sleep, wouldn't we? I just like my sleep, but <laughs> that'd pretty much be it. Hey, Zoe, do you have any, um, just before we wrap up, do you have any advice for any other aspiring young business owners out there? Um, is there anything that you can tell them just to, to get started? Is there any advice if they've already started? What What are some things that you've learned along the way? Even if you haven't started yet or even before you've started, always say you can do it. Um, this is one of the pieces of tips that I would wish I could give my younger self. Always say that you can do it, even if you can't. So say if someone comes up to you and say, hey, can you do this short video for me? Yes, I can yep. do it. Yep. Even if you can't, because it forces you to learn, it forces you to get better, and it forces you to work harder on um, on achieving that goal than just saying, oh, no, sorry, I can't do that. Yes, I love that. That's Again, excellent. That, that's a bit of a piece of advice that you should not always take. Obviously, if someone says, can you do a feature film for me? 
don't say yes. Um, but <laughs> like, if it's, if it's, <laughs> you'll get into trouble because you can't, um, at that stage that we're in. But if you can aim for something that's achievable, and even if something is a little bit unachievable for you that you have to stretch to get, always, always yep. say yes to that. Excellent. Awesome piece of advice. I've, uh, I've had several people tell me that along the way too with, with starting my own business. It's, it's very important that if, you know, a potential client, uh, or an existing client asks you, um, or says that they want to do something, if it's, if it's any what related to what you're doing, and like you said, they're not asking you to make a feature film, then do say yes, go away, learn how to do it. If you need help, get some help. If you need to outsource it, outsource it, whatever it might be, but just, yeah, try and provide that, um, that holistic service for for your client, no matter what industry you're in, just try and and do as much as possible for you can and provide the best experience for your client. Yes, that is exactly what you should be doing, and that's exactly what you write, right, right, right. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, Zoe, thanks very much for chatting to us today. Really appreciate your time. I know you're very, very busy, but before we let you go, um, can you tell us how to best get in touch with you and Zebrafish? So the best way to get in touch with us is from um, everything um, on social media is Zebrafish DM. So Zebrafish letters D and M. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, all the wonderful stuff. Um, we've also got our um, personalized email account. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. Um, so we're at contact at zebrafishdm.com.au. Excellent. And we've also got a website of www.zebrafishdm.com.au, which we are updating at the moment. So it's going to look really pretty by the end oh, of exciting, January, exciting. hopefully this year. Perfect. But that's where you can find us. Perfect. That's fantastic. And as always, I'll have all the links and all the details in the show notes so you can find them there as well. Zoe, thanks again. Really appreciate your time. All the best uh, in the future. And um, maybe a little bit down the track, we'll have to get you back on the show and see how things are going. No, thank you for that, Anthony. I hope you have a good time too.